What's up, guys? Welcome to Let Me Ask My Mom. I'm Carlisle Studer here with my mother, Carmen Studer. We uh, have survived the snowstorm. We survived the polar vortex. We did. The last time we were in here, we literally went straight to Whole Foods after this because we're like, it's going to be snow. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> um, and then shit hit the fan real quick. <laughs> I yes. thought I literally, because, you know, like snow days are always like over-exaggerated. Like I thought it was going to snow. I didn't know it was going to be so a legit, ter- legit freaking snow attack. Yes, the abominable was, snowman came in full force. Yes. Over Texas. Yes. And it was wild. It was not fun. It was not we fun. did a lot of reading. <laughs> we did. <laughs> By flashlight because our we had ro- nothing was actually that bad. We had rolling blackouts, which we were was lucky. literally just annoying. It wasn't life threatening. It was just like, oh my God, we don't have Wi Fi. Which was honestly really tough. <laughs> yes. You don't realize it how was much fun you... for like a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was cute. It was really cute because we played Scrabble by candlelight for well, like seven hours. Well, not candlelight, flashlight. Yeah. We, <laughs> that's what we did every night when it would go, the sun would go down and we could no longer do things without power. We would play Scrabble by With our flashlight. Flashlights. Yeah. Which are really amazing. We had one flashlight in the kitchen and it yeah. was like, wow. Luckily, we were like semi prepared. Yes. But I just felt like personally attacked because I'm like, I literally just came from a state that had lots of natural disasters and I would continually <laughs> brag about how I'm moving to Texas where there's no natural disasters. Cause like in LA it's like, everything's on fire. There's earthquakes. The air outside is going to kill you. And I was like, I can't wait to go somewhere where the outside's not trying to kill me. Yeah. Just the government. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's kind of what happened again. I mean, it's, it is the, yeah. the green new deal concept or the environmentalist, um, oversight that so that keeps getting blown up i do think it's sketchy that the five ERCOT people step down and it's not like people keep saying it's a privatized grid or whatever but it's technically still run by the state it's run by the government well it's run by the the policy the policies are driven by the utilities commission yes which is federal yes and that and also the state legislator yeah um and so it is just it is it's confusing yes yeah it is but i think it's funny that people are going to we're trying like immediately trying to use this as an excuse that we need to like join the the rest of the government's power grid yeah. or something like that. I'm yes. like, maybe we should just like fix our own problems before yeah. for when this happens in another hundred years. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I think, I think we're going to be good for a while. Yeah. Um, that's being very optimistic. I like it. Yeah. But I'm, like I'm not sure a, I agree with you. A once in a generation, After, you know, speaking to people in other countries and talking about how, you know, they first would have little, problems with electric and then it would happen again and again and then we've got you know something that's really old it's like thanks to you I was learning about how it was like the 1950s yeah the power grid's ancient and that's that's across the country yeah it needs it needs some updates ancient (laughs) it's ancient ancient ancient. yeah utilities we need need Nikola whoever whoever Nikola Tesla reincarnated as on this earth we need his ancient knowledge to come give us because didn't he want to do free electricity for everyone yes yeah and that's why Edison didn't like him yeah and electrocuted elephants. So that <gasps> what? Yes. Is that is that real or is that like? Oh no, this is true. What? Who would elect? Wait, 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 wait. Where did he get elephants? Well, I don't know did where he, he got them. Like but Washington. He or would demonstrate. He would demonstrate his um, type of electricity and scare people into thinking that they would be electrified. Although he did have a little mishap in Cal- in Colorado, I think. I think he had something where he blew out a lot of electricity somewhere. Okay, so Edison was born in Ohio. How did he get an elephant? Well, I'm just saying, like, if people have circuses, there's elephants everywhere. Not to just, like, electrocute on hand. It was in New York City, I think. Elephant. Okay, um, I'm Googling this. Yeah. Go ahead. You can, you can Google Topsy. Away. They had to give him a name? <laughs> Topsy was a female Asian elephant who was killed by electrocution at Coney Island, New York, in January 1903. I'm very mad for Topsy. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel right now about Elon Musk with the monkey. Oh, yeah, aren't they testing the brain chips on the monkey or something? The neural link. First they did it on something, then they did it on a pig, and now it's a monkey. And it's kind of interesting because people are like, oh, it's so cool, he plays video games. And I'm like, well, he doesn't want to play video games probably. (laughs) But his neural link is making him. (laughs) The monkey? Yeah. I feel like they mirror everything we do. Like, there's people who have monkeys in their house. It's weird. Yeah. I don't understand the obsession with having um, wild animals 
as regular animals. Yeah, I think that monkey would much prefer to be out in the wild. Yeah, I agree. And I'm interested, like, people are just I so crazy about Elon. They just don't, they overlook stuff like that. Yeah, it's People same, that would normally be it, up in arms over animals yeah, are like, like, oh. Yeah, it's like this weird, like, billionaire guys that happens. Because it happens with Bill Gates, too. Like, there's somehow people become comfortable. I think comfortable it used to happen with, with Bill Gates. No, because now people, now people associate him with, like, um, conspiracy theorist people. So they, like, defend him at all costs because it means, like, not... Yeah. associating well, that with that type be of belief that system be because like what did bill gates ever do yeah I'm like, it's not what he's done it's what he's about to do <laughs> is um, he the one that's like depopulation everyone yes. thinks yes. Yeah. yeah his dad was a eugenicist like straight and up his dad also worked with mengele which was one of the joseph yeah he was the nazi um yes. creep doctor that liked to do creepy shit to yes. like twins and experiment on people yes. but um but yeah, but also because Bill Gates just invests in weird stuff. He wanted to blow dust at the sun. He wanted to have a birth control that you could turn on and off through Wi-Fi, which is like, that sounds really trustworthy. <laughs> well, you know, he's Leave got the mosquitoes. My... We talked about that before. Um, the mosquitoes yeah, he invested, he, in, he invested in lab-grown meat and he's going to, um, yeah, but that's like, it's just, it's just so, um, it's just interesting that like, if you have that type of influence you kind of have a monopoly over the world like elon musk is like just well and I making think too, whole decisions for the world and I it's just interesting that it's, it's not it's not like policed yeah but also like how do you police that besides just not and and they brand elon as like iron man well he's funny you know they brand he's him hilarious like have iron you seen man. his twitter he, he's yes, funny I watch his twitter he's funny he's random yeah i know he's weird but um he's likable i see why people like him i just don't think that just because you have um a successful business you get to make worldwide decisions that affect our future and tech and ai because he's into ai and it's like there's no like um what's the regulating word? Body. there's no regulating body for ai but he said he wants to make one because he understands how dangerous it is but i'm like but that's like when companies hire the fda the fda doesn't go around like we're gonna test your coke it's like they're hired by the, the people paying them are the people they're reviewing right. so it's it's not it's a, a third party sticky. yeah <laughs> it is well i mean that's once you've been in business you understand how the game works and so mm -hmm. a lot of times people who are business people really understand oh i i get how this works because i'm in business and i have seen where the power is yeah and i see how regulations get made and and how people lobby and 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 so it is it is sticky yeah i should be a lobbyist <laughs> What would you lobby for, dear? Um, I would <laughs> just give me money. I will lobby yeah, for I'm you. I'm like, we're. I'm gonna lobby that pajama sets are <laughs> all required in all homes. Part of, part of the stimulation check. I just like checks. pajama sets. Everybody a lot. gets a pajama set. Before, you know, I was thinking about because I was watching people in court in like this really stupid TV show that I, it's my guilty pleasure. And it's funny because like you have to dress nice when you go to court, right? You have to wear like a suit, and like if you're a doctor, you have to like wear a suit. And, um, like, it'd be super inappropriate to show up in, like, a crop top and, like, jean shorts yeah. to court. But it's weird. It's weird because you think about, like, I never really thought about getting dressed. At, I was, like, getting dressed is, like, a ritual in a way. It's, like, ritualistic because technically it doesn't – If someone showed up in a crop top in and, and shorts, it wouldn't affect necessarily anything except right. for, like, their appearance to the judge. So why is it – so important that people look nice and put together. I'm like, is it like a self thing because it makes you feel more put together? Or is it like, um, because it like gets you in that space? It just, I feel like getting dressed is a lot more ritualistic than I realized before. Yeah. Or maybe it's just because we've been at home so much and then I'm in my pajama sets so yeah. much. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie, when your pajamas match, you feel like you have your life more together than if you're wearing <laughs> like old sweatshirts and t-shirts. Like it really does help. Like you could be like the same, like you could just be like a lazy bum all day both ways. But if you're wearing a matching pajama set, you're like, but at least I have my shit together. Especially when it matches your apron that you have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You've got the whole pajama game down. I do have the pajama I'm, game I'm down. ready for you to start a whole pajama company. I would love to do that. I think you'd be good at it. Yeah, if anyone gives me $5 million to open a factory in the U.S., let me know. <laughs> it's so funny how you get caught on that $5 million for a factory because it's not all factories wouldn't be $5 million. It depends on what kind of factory and what kind well, of Well, I want the nicest factory. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, we are going to have what section next? Oh, yes. We'll now, go slow here. Now we're going to go into let me ask my mom a question. And then I'm going to ask you a question. Um, and since it's still technically February, I said I wanted to do all love-themed questions. And I thought that this was interesting. 
um, because I think I know this personally. I was going to ask you how your definition of love evolved after your spiritual like awakening. Mm-hmm. I hate that phrase. Spiritual awakening sounds like so like just cheesy. There needs to be a better word for that. Yeah. Um, my resurrection. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That sounds violent. <laughs> my phoenix. My phoenix moment. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it needs to be like, um, I don't know. I'll think of another word. Okay, but, sounds good. Um, you work on that. What was I going to say? Oh, because you used to always say when I was a kid, you'd say oh, yeah. love is sacrifice. And that was your definition of love. So yes. I wanted to ask how, what would you define love as now? Yes. And so <laughs> let me rewind because I do want to defend the old me. Because um, the reason I said that is I wanted you guys to understand that if somebody really loves you, they invest in you. Yes, I agree. And um, a lot of times people... Um, don't realize who who really is investing in you. Because I ask I ask kids that I work with this all yeah. the time. I'm like, okay, I'm really um, I really want you to be aware of who's investing in you. If mm-hmm. you were a movie or a movie deal, and you were the the lead actor and the director, and who who would invest in you? Who does invest in you? And it's funny because. They realize their friends don't invest in them a lot yeah. of times. No, They're like, my do. friend's seven. He's an <laughs> asshole. He steals my with, chalk. I don't work with seven-year-olds. <laughs> I don't work with seven-year-olds. But yeah. the, the high school kids, yes, uh-huh. they it's it's an epiphany mm-hmm. moment because they realize, wow, you know, these people are sacrificing for me. My parents, mm-hmm. um, teachers doing stuff after after work, you know. But they don't have to. What, yeah, um, youth, youth. Um, leaders, whatever it is. And, and those are the people that invest. And so to me at that time, I felt like, you know, Christ was a great example of, of sacrifice. And, um, that's where I was. But since I have had an awakening and I have experienced that realm of nirvana and that amazing place of feeling like I'm in the kingdom of heaven. Right. And when you're there, you understand all the weird geometry of your life and all the suffering was for for reasons and you you become more sovereign you understand that you can do this because you just need that feeling that connection to god and once you get there then you realize that really it's more about radiating it's more about like i always compare it to the sun you know the sun is always shining it's Mm -hmm. always and the only way it's going to get blocked is if there's a cloud or you know something like that polar vortex yeah (laughs) exactly and so to me it's become um a pouring out into somebody because really that's one of the biggest problems that relationships have friendships you know family systems whatever it is is somebody's expecting something from someone and they get resentful if they mm-hmm. don't get it. Mm-hmm. And so if you're if you're sovereign and you're only pouring over to somebody, then you don't have to have the attachment. You don't have to have the reciprocation. You can literally just enjoy each other. And I compare it to being on a tandem bike mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the people's like not pedaling. Someone's not pulling their weight. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you're on your bikes next to each other and both of you are are being sovereign, then you can go in any direction that you want. Yeah. I've never understood the fun of tandem bikes. That doesn't look fun to me. Oh, I used to love really? doing them when I was little. Why? With my cousin. my own bike. It's a bonding thing. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of trust. <laughs> like we, improv. We never fell. That's why I never liked improv, because I'm like, you have to rely on all the people around you not to be idiots at all times. Yeah. So what's your definition of love? But wait, you never gave me, you gave me, you defended your old position, but. No, no, I said my new one is that it's like radiation. It's, 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 <laughs> it's like radiation. It's, it will it's kill radiating. you slowly. It's, 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 it's this <laughs> constant pouring out it's only but that's not a definition that's like my definition of love is literally pouring out kindness love joy it's it's holding the highest frequency that you can in the presence of whoever you're you're with to me seems very ambiguous but i understand what you mean yeah um what was my definition Mm -hmm. i have i don't know um so so let me let me summarize it love is light i used to think it love is sacrifice now i think it's light and light is information yeah. light is clarity light is um seeing things you know mm-hmm. that that to me is light mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a... De- I mean, I, these are not things I, like, sit up and think about. I'm not like, what's my definition yeah. <laughs> of love? Until someone asks me, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm like... But um, but I'm also not super frugal with that word. Like, I'll become friends with someone, and pretty quickly I'll be like, bye, I love you. You know what I mean? It's not, like, <laughs> something to me. Like, some people, like, never were told I love you as children, so, like, they take it, like, very seriously, and they only tell, like, their close friends I love them and stuff like that. So it's always interesting to see. Because I've done that to people before, like, we're, like, super sensitive about yeah. that word. I've been like, bye, I love you. And then I've been like, shit, they probably think that I don't, like, don't mean it or whatever. But I'm like, I do. I love you in this moment. Yeah. Um, but that's like <laughs> maybe not forever maybe not forever you just don't know because I think your capacity like I think people's capacity for love grows every time they experience it in a different way yes so it's like I that think was it's beautiful it, thank you um people's <laughs> people's capacity for love expands and uh, within every interaction within every interaction of love or every yes. different way that they experience yeah, it yeah I agree because I'm like you like because it's like it's like happiness is like ever expanding as well because like at one point in your life you're like this is the happiest I've ever been and maybe will ever be mm-hmm. but then like something else will happen and like you're like oh my gosh no this is the happiest I've ever been so you're just like creating more space for it yeah so I think that someone's definition of love kind of like evolves over Absolutely. their life but I also think that's why being parents is really important because I think that it, it keeps people from being very selfish as well, I think it expands. I think it expands their capacity for love, which overall increases their life. Yes, it's crazy how much our bio- biology still has an effect on our, um, our. I don't want to say mood, but our minds and like our life and things like that. Like how it's like biologically in us to go out and create children, right. but how that's so like emotionally rewarding. Not for everyone, obviously. There's yeah. tons of people who abandon their kids, which is terrible, but. Um, but it's just weird how we're still, like, we're so hardwired for that still, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. The reptilian brain is powerful. And and obviously, like you said, programmed to do certain things. Yeah, it yeah. is. Oh, we're for sure programmed. It's weird. Intelligently designed. Intelligently designed. Okay, do we want to go on to our next segment? Yes. What okay. segment is next? Are you ready? This is um, our non-current events. And I also said our non-current events will all have the theme of love during February. So this is about the 3,000-year-old skeletons who are found hugging one another Aww. in a grave. So it's actually really cool. Um, Except if they were put in there, like, from one of our other ones. <laughs> before, what do you mean? Do you remember how they had the doorbells on their coffins? <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're, like, they got buried alive, you yes. bitch-ass. Um, yeah, so these 3,000-year-old skeletons, they were... Um, it's in the Ukraine, a man and a woman who are buried together, and um, wow. they're wrapped in a hug. Like you can, if you if you if you Google hugging skeletons, you'll find it. It's very easy. They're literally like embraced, um, and they were confused as to how that happened. And some autopsy experts analyzed the scene and said that there is no way that a woman's body could have been placed in that position. Like it was like she had to place herself in that position. So they think that the woman like um, either voluntarily buried herself alive or her husband died and then she took poison and then asked to be buried with him they have no idea what exactly happened wow so he was actually dead yes she was alive and then died yes isn't that crazy because they thought well like maybe she was supposed to like if she didn't have her husband she's gonna have to marry someone else and that she didn't want to <laughs> the which rules I get. back then I, but you I had love. to marry the brother ooh <laughs> I know but history is so dramatic like your husband dies and you're like where's bring me the chalice of poison I'm going down with my lover find us in 3,000 years <laughs> what if it's like the notebook where they died at the same time or something yeah that's true that's true maybe they, she like just had probably not that sense. likely you know the but. aborigines um, from what I understand they just go out into the bush and decide this is bye. I thought that was Japanese as well. See or is you. that suicide? Isn't there a suicide forest in Japan? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there is. Very cool. But it's they make a choice to shut down their body. They're so yeah, like cats. Cats know when they're about to die, so they will like they will like leave the house and like find like a little like tree outside or something like that. I didn't know that. Yeah, they like. Um, Whitney Cummings, who's a comedian, she had this, like, she told this story, I think, on her podcast or something. She was, like, she kept finding this cat, and she was trying to rescue it. And the vet was, like, no, this cat's really old. It's trying to go to die. It's not running away from home. (laughs) So she was, like, oh, okay, so I just have to let it go die. She's trying to save the dying cat. (laughs) Yes. I know. But, um. Elongating its hell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know, but isn't that story interesting? I also think it's funny how, like, 3,000 years ago, people used to keep, like, poison on hand. Yeah. Like, also, the thing about it, it would be so easy to get away with murder. Like, nobody really cared. 
you get into like a brawl. Can you imagine and how then much murder someone it was like, back well, in the day to kill people? So easy, especially wow. before like DNA evidence and stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, that no forensics or anything. Yes. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. That's like when it, it's like when they find like they just like found out who the Golden State Killer was. Like what was that? He yeah. did that in the seventies, right? Something I think crazy something like, like that. that. Yeah. Wow. Like it's crazy how you just never. It's gonna come back to get you eventually. Eventually. Yeah. I um, hear you. What other things did I hear? Let me pull out my notes for I don't know, but can I tell you something that surprised me this week? Yeah. I don't even like to present it that way, the way I just said that, but I discovered a trans um, website or a uh, YouTube channel. Yes. Was her name Blair White? Yes. And she's a trans woman. Yes. And she's beautiful. Yeah, she is. But one of the things I really was touched by, and I don't even know how it popped up on my algorithm, but um, I was really touched by how she was handling something. And she's got millions of followers. Yeah, because she's like a conservative trans woman, which is, is like that what super, it is? I think I'm pretty sure because she posts like a video of her, like shooting her like Barbie pink AR-15, which I'm like, that's so cool. Um, yeah. I think she just moved from California to Texas, too. I just, I, I, she was, she spoke so beautifully mm-hmm. and so measured. And um, so I, I watched two of her videos and one was the most recent one where she was looking at Marilyn Manson and really sad that he has all these allegations because she was a big fan, but she was really measured in the way she was looking at it. She, even though she really was a fan, she was being honest about there's a lot here. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, to me, I, I, I mean, know, that's shocking. Yeah. That Marilyn right? Manson <laughs> could be abusive. <laughs> well, and it's not even that. I mean, I, I've, I listened to so many of the satanic, um, the people who are ex satanic people, cause I'm trying to wrap my head around, um, spiritual warfare. And I think you have to understand the other side. And so, um, so many of them are call him out as mm-hmm. a warlock or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that they call it. And, and so for me, I already knew that, but I was interested in what this woman was saying. And then I found out from her next video that she wasn't a woman, that she was a trans and, and yep. she had it to her. It was like a very controversial video because she had a girl who had at a very young age mm-hmm. transferred to being a boy who then got older and regretted it. Detransitioned is what and, it's called. And yeah, mm-hmm. okay, I'm sorry. Thank you. And so what, what was fascinating to me is how how kind and delicate and amazing she was with it. But also the girl that was um, retransitioning, yeah. just being so honest. And it's hard. I think there's a lot of people struggling with a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. we don't really know the source for. Mm-hmm. But but to be able to um, to be able to be open to listening to other people mm-hmm. um, and start learning about what their situation is because really we're all here together. Yeah. And we all have to get through this. And if we can not attack people. And she was saying that she was being attacked by people that were on the train, like, you know, the very um, progressive ones. And then the the girl actually said, well, I used to be one of those that was mm-hmm. very aggressive. And I think it was because I was so hurt. Because she was kind of unsure about whether she had made the right decision. And so anyway, I just found it fascinating. I found it something that I normally wouldn't be interested in, but I wanted to share because I I really liked the fact that I was open-minded enough to listen and to, you know, find out about this this woman. And she, of course, has no regrets. Like, she loves Mm -hmm. who she is. And you can can tell. tell, Yeah, because some people, it's so freeing. I think that they finally, like... um, whenever they transition, they finally feel like themselves. Like that would be, cause it is a legitimate thing that happens to people and being born in the wrong body. That would just be a lifelong thing. I know I'm not saying that you should be able to transition when you're a kid, right. what I think which was her point. Yes. Yeah. Which is a lot of, cause there are like, there's so many trans men and women who don't agree with that, but they also kind of get like pushed out of the, the progressive group themselves because they don't carry that belief. And so, um, but I do think it's interesting what it's done to parents because I think now parents who are like, as Hotep Jesus would say, like grifting and stuff like that, they like, if their kid's trans now, they're not like, okay, like, let's talk about it. Let's see, get to the bottom of this. It's like our emotional turmoil, like uh, gender dysphoria. What is it? Because that's a very, it's a literal thing that kids go through and can be treated as well. But um, that they're kind of jumping on the train and they want to be the cool progressive parent because um, I'm totally going to butcher this. One of my friends was telling me about some documentary she watched about, um, kids who identify as a different gender 
and maybe hadn't gone through like transitions because they were kids, but who'd done like uh, puberty blockers and or whose parents had changed, let them change their names and like start dressing differently. Um, and one of the kids was like, um, they were like, are you sad? You're never going to be a boy again or something like that. And they were like, oh no, I can't go back. It would make my mom too upset. Like wow. they saw how much like it made their mom happy because they were clearly getting fame and like right. recognition. And she felt like so proud of like her now son. And so right. it's kind of, you don't realize how much kids don't want to upset their parents Oh yeah, as well. So yeah, I definitely think that that should not be a decision that kids are allowed to make. And it's crazy that that's somewhat controversial opinion now. So but just uh, off the top of your head, because uh-huh. I know you're not a specialist, what age do you think it would be? Because I still think even 18 is too young. Just me I think personally. It's, I think it's too young, but you can't tell someone they can go join the military to fight for their country and they can't make their own medical decisions over their... And you know, it's true. Kids get freaking tattoos they're going to regret. They're going to get piercings they're going to regret. They're going to start... Or they're going to go to the military and regret yes, it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, literally, you literally have no idea. And so I think that if you're, if you're legally an adult at 18, you cannot keep someone from doing that. Right. I just think that there is, like... Um, but that wasn't my question. What? What How, age? What age do you think it should be allowed? Oh, I said 18. Oh, you do? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, I'm saying not legally, but just what, what age do you think someone's ready for it? How about that as a question? To make that decision? I have no idea. Okay. I would say it's different for every case, Depending probably. on their maturity. Yeah. And I just think that it's so, there's no trust in the medical system. And now that you're creating a business where there's going to be lots of revenue off of that, it's kind of tricky to... Um, find that because they're saying like it's super easy to get um like hormone blockers now it takes like one session with the doctor and they'll prescribe it so it's like it's like things like that that are dangerous dangerous because, yeah but in your if you look at deeper it's like why is it because it's turning out money is it because it's making doctors look good right. like what and i what love is that the... you said that because that was the one thing that um biden's health minister oh yeah she skirted around she's that. totally yeah. and she said it's too complicated to it, cover yeah. In one, in, in answering this, I'll be happy to come to your office. But that shows you that it shouldn't be figured out yeah. in one session. Yeah, I agree. With a doctor. I agree. Thank you for saying that. I agree. I think that it takes, and kids go through a lot, especially this year. Like, you have no idea. And I also think that with anything that's hyper, um, like, super woke, or I hate that word, too. I need to, I need to I'm going to create my own freaking dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you all what these words mean, because I'm, I'm tired of using the same words over and over again. But with, like, the hyper progressive, um, like, stance, I think that it's, it is a slippery slope, because there are so many parents who are such assholes to their kids. If they have a kid who's a boy and who wants to be in ballet, oh, but they're yeah. forcing him into football, that, like, obviously that's not trauma, like, getting beat up as a kid. But right. that is, like, forcing your kids to do something, not supporting and doing what they love, like... And I think that people get so damaged by feeling like they can't do what they love because of their gender. But I think that's mostly because it, other kids being assholes and their parents and not like if you taught kids to stand in their own, like, no, that's I like what ballet. I want to do. That's I what I go do. to ballet. Yeah. Like, and I think that ki- like parents are so worried about their kids. You know what I mean? Yes. Or how, how it'll look if they dress a certain way or act a certain way. But like if you were if you're supporting your kids truly and with real love, then um Yes. And letting them. So that's what I get too, because I get my. I know um, I have friends who are gay now and uh, say that it hurt, like, as a kid. Like, they had different interests and they felt like they couldn't um, buy those things or play with certain dolls and stuff like that because their parents would make fun of it. It's just like, you don't like that because that's damaging as well. So I totally understand why people cr- take a hard stance on it. Like, no, I want to protect the kids from their, like, bigot parents or whatever. But also, like, you can't just, like, completely make a self mutilating decision at 13 years old. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that. So I understand why the, what's her name? Her, the health minister? Something Lewin, I think. Um, I understand why she's, I'll Google it while you talk. I understand that she uh, said that it's nuanced and complicated, but there also, I think there has to be a hard line that protects children from making stupid decisions. If I could like, kids make the stupidest decisions in the world. They're making decisions based off of what they think will get their peers Sometimes to like them like in high popularity. school. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like, no, we cannot trust you to make lifelong decisions about your body. It's Rachel Levine. And also the biggest thing about it is there's not long-term studies on what, because people say that like uh, puberty blockers are a better choice because then you're just prolonging. Like if, if the kid has some type of gender dysphoria and you want to work it out, this will prolong it. But you don't know what kind of damage that's going to do to your body. Because right. their argument is that it's less damaging to completely reverse it than to start off from puberty right. blocking and then going into whatever gender you choose. But I think that there's no long-term studies on how dangerous that is, too. And it's already, like, 
it's bad for your bones. Like you don't, I don't think until you get older, you have an appreciation for your body. True health. True health. Yeah. Like, and especially Absolutely. if you've experienced any kind of like, the only thing I've experienced bodily wise is like chronic fatigue. And I, it's the worst thing I've ever experienced. And if you've never experienced true chronic fatigue, you have no idea what people are going through. I remember right. like literally not wearing jeans because it was more exhausting to put jeans on. Than <laughs> so. I'm not kidding. I, I would literally like, so I, you, you're too tired to shower. I couldn't take long drives. I'd have to pull over and like, cause like literally putting the pedal to the oh, thing. Wow. And like, if you're, you know, when you're in traffic and you're having to hit the brakes yeah. all the time, that was physically exhausting me. Wow. And people don't understand like, oh, have you tried working out? Have you tried drinking water? I'm like, I've, I'm barely existing right now. Yeah. <laughs> literally like took everything I had to get out of bed. So I think that, but once you, have more of a, you're, you don't appreciate your body until you're older. Like right. young people are like, I mean, I used to be able to stay up all night. I like when I worked a job, I remember staying up to like four in the morning with my friends and then working all day the next day, not blinking an eye. I right. could, I would die if I tried <laughs> to do that now. I did like, I have like, you, I like, cause I still don't have a great sleep schedule and actually this year has gotten better since we moved into our new house. Yeah. But all of last year, maybe it's cause I was up it's all night pajamas. reading it's conspiracy those, theories. Yeah, that's so <laughs> true. Our government's trying to kill us. So I didn't sleep for like all last year. <laughs> like my friends were like, you just don't, you'd stay up till 5am on the internet. I'm and like, you're yeah. like, do, when you know what's coming at you, yes, yeah, you do. It's terrifying. Yeah. So, um, but it, it definitely, so long story to wrap all that back up is that you don't have an appreciation for your body when you're younger. You just, yeah. you don't really care about it. You take it for granted. Yes. And so until I think that you have like that appreciation and respect for your body, yes. you shouldn't be able to make decisions about that. Like you can't get like, if I wanted to get my ears pierced when I was 16, I had to have you come with me. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, so there's a book called um, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. And it's an old book written by a doctor who had a ministry um, helping lepers. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And, and what was so cool about it is, honestly, I think it should be like, required reading for health like to mm -hmm. me that would be the most valuable thing that kids could know is how truly magnificent yes the 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 body is and how the the ultimate mask is our immune system like yeah. yes so it's amazing. so it can literally it's so it's just being destroyed from the time that we're born now like literally the glyphosate and the fluoride yes, the food the, the air the water yeah they put antibacterial eyewash on babies when they're first born like that's their skin like you just don't know like and the way people are using hand sanitizer now it literally stresses me out i'm like you're gonna create a fucking super bug you know what a super bug <laughs> is that's a bacteria resistant freaking infection because people and i'm seeing giving them to their kids every time they're walking in the grocery store and i'm like what are you doing if something yeah. smells like that do you think it's good to go on your skin <laughs> just like that sounds like bathing in tequila some of that's, that stuff smells so potent it's disgusting yeah that's why i love our friend <gasps> who she she does her own oils and stuff yeah and she's like if i can't eat it <laughs> yeah i'm not putting it no, on my body literally that's like that's um our friend danae yeah um has this awesome like skincare line. that's why my skin is so soft right now i've been using her facial oil and it literally like it smells like heaven but i swear it's made my skin so soft i but, love it um but people don't want that they want the quick fix and things that's gonna that's like most chapsticks by the way dry out your yeah they do the they opposite. want you to keep using it yeah they that do is the literally the biggest psyop that's ever existed is chapstick yeah so i feel like they do that with basically everything so <laughs> but yeah so i think that um in a sense that you can start your own conspiracy theory on chapstick I call it big, big chapstick is coming after us. I like big pharma. Big chapstick doesn't want you to have hydrated lips. Big chapstick doesn't want you to be hydrated. You've got to stay woke. Oh my God, I love What's it. What's that one? What's that one stupid chapstick line that used to be the most popular? Carmex? No, I was thinking. Big one, karma? Big karma. <laughs> <laughs> the one that had the um, Blistack? cherry chapstick. Oh yeah, cherry chapstick. Like the true chapstick. Yes, yeah. It's just called chapstick, it's, right? The name of it was chapstick. Oh, they coined that. That's theirs. Yeah. Oh, their big chapstick then. I haven't seen like it. the regular chapstick that comes in like the little black. Tube. Yeah, it's like blue like, and black. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. Wow, that just stirred like a. It's old so interesting. Yeah, me too. It's so interesting how like there's certain brands that define things. Yes. You know, like Xerox was the first ones that really did the copying, and so people would say, "Well, you go get Xerox copies instead yeah. of like, will you yeah. take this to the copy machine?" Yeah. It's like changed. Kleenex. Yeah, Kleenex, same thing. Oh wow, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a bath tissue. It's not a bath. Yeah, tissue. but we call we it call Kleenex. Tissue yeah, imagine Kleenex. walking from the top. No like, matter Do you have what, a bath tissue. Do you have a <laughs> handkerchief. <laughs> people should start carrying handkerchiefs again. Better for the environment, right? Yeah, I guess so. It sounds good to me. Um, what was I going to say? Something I wrote down uh, to talk about was. Um, since we were talking about Biden's health 
minister. Uh, Rachel Levine. Oh, thank you. Um, I, cause I said this even before the election, cause I think that like within whoever won, there's goods and there's, there's, there's upsides and downsides to both. Let's yes. be honest. Yes. <laughs> and, um, I was like the biggest upside that's going to come from the Biden presidency and let's like, um, the fucking miracle happens and they start doing competent things again is, uh, <laughs> that it's going to red pill so many people. Yeah. It literally, like it's already like, I know people personally who are like die hard. fuck trump from the beginning biden all the way who were like literally tweeting like where's my where's my two thousand dollar stimulus check like oh really well yeah because you and and the whole bombing syria thing that woke a lot of people up and so i mean it's only it's literally just a month this is just a month and i've seen 37 days in like all kinds of stuff yeah the the list is long iran nuclear deal thing stirred up a bunch of yes Yeah. yeah and also like everyone was like yay we joined the who again why is that good with the World Health Organization, you think one organization should make decisions for the world's health? Is yeah. that a good idea? It's just a bunch of concentrated wealth. It's, it's literally like organizations like that, they don't really know what they're doing. There's like one or two doctors on the board and then it's like a bunch of like random rich people who like ran other charities and they all just hang out in a room together <laughs> and make decisions and then use really confusing language in their reports to convince us all that we're, they're doing good things. Right. But. Um, well, yeah, if you're you a conspiracy theory person, the WHO is like right oh, for all that. Dude, stuff. I, the WHO, like if you, I mean, and all these organizations, their taxes are public. You can see they're literally just shuffling money back to each other. It's like yeah. it's going to go to the WHO, it's going to go to the Bill Gates Foundation, it's yeah. going to go to the CDC. <laughs> literally, it's where it all goes. And then to the the Clinton Foundation. No, literally, I was looking at it, and they sent the CDC Foundation sent what was it like six either six hundred or sixty thousand dollars for oh no six hundred thousand dollars for um, studying the effects of tobacco right which okay we've Why? got thousands and then and thousands literally of right study. under that it was six hundred dollars for clean water to university six hundred that's where that's where they i'm like this is this is money laundering yeah it's money laundering in plain sight like it's legal but it's like what are we doing with all of this yeah. money where does it go we need to find out if tobacco's bad for you yeah i'm like i think <laughs> like we, we didn't know that yeah we didn't know that yeah i think that about um but I do think that the, the Biden presidency is just going to red pill a lot of people. And I said that from the beginning. I was like, it's going to be great because there's people who truly in their hearts believed the pa- the reason things have disintegrated for the past four years is because of Trump. Right. They, they totally believe the cultural divide, the systematic divide, all of it is just this um, formulated Well, and here's response. the thing is, didn't you? I, I actually believe 9-11 was real. I actually believe that all the wars previously were real. Now I am a little more educated and I understand that somebody was funding yeah. both sides. Well, yeah, now, now it's like it's it's literally common knowledge that the Iraq War in two thousand three was literally literally an illegal war that most of the people who are still in office supported, and like millions, literally millions of people died from that, and it was just in a. And that's what one of the things that I loved about Trump was that he was four years without a war. He yes, he was. But the one thing that people don't bring up is that the drone strikes increased by like four hundred percent or something like that. So we still haven't yet a president to stop bombing certain parts of the Middle East. Right. But yeah, I agree. That's that's but the, the one red thing. pilling thing is true. And, yes, and yeah. as people begin to go wait, yes. that isn't what I thought was gonna happen. That's not what I voted for. Uh-huh. Even though we kind of predicted that would happen. Yes. Um, oh yeah, everyone on the other side is like we literally were trying to tell you this like all year and nobody literally listening. nobody listened. We're like just yeah. listen to us. But for they two also seconds. weren't getting the information. Yeah. It was all Oh yeah, no. Have you seen like how they, they show like side to side how they cover like Biden's migrant facilities and like one picture's like the kids' textbooks and then like it's just funny. They're yeah. calling them like overflow facilities. Right. Not kids in cages. cages. But nothing's changed. Right. Literally nothing's changed. It's just all narrative. Yes. But um very true. But yeah, that's a great point. But you know what I really want more than anything? Because you know Rob Schneider? Yes. So he's like super red-pilled, right? Have you seen his Twitter recently? I did just today because uh, um, Tim Dillon posted something. Okay, okay. And so I, I saw he's like, this guy's amazing or something. I forgot what it was, but... I was scrolling his Twitter and it was like your Twitter, literally. It's like <laughs> sixty-five. It's like sixty-five thousand people, like sixty-five thousand lies. The CDC since January eighth has decreased. Like he's coming in with the receipts. Like he, but it was so. Um, he's not like a prominent enough celebrity for it to be like that shocking. But you know what? It made me really want. Like, I love seeing celebrities go against the narrative yeah. just because it's purely entertaining yes i'm like you have to be so fed up and you have to be so passionate about it yes. to be like i don't care about the rest of my career in this business i'm just gonna shit talk the cdc on twitter <laughs> like all of y'all are idiots well, that's i want like freedom everybody was so excited about pitbull 
Yeah, so yeah, because he's he from knew. Cuba. He he's was like, from Cuba. He's mm-hmm. been there. He knows. He once you've been there, it's not judging. No, it's it's speaking from authority. Mm-hmm. And he was speaking from authority, and and it was so fun because it was sing song. You know, yeah. Danae pointed that out to me because like smells she was like, like communism. She's like, it was so amazing how he like literally sounded like he was rapping. Yeah, <laughs> he was talking. He had a fluidity to it. Yeah, he's much more graceful than I am when I'm ranting. But you're funny. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Pitbull doesn't have shit on me in the comedy department. <laughs> you might not rap, but you're, um, you're good. Yeah, but that's what made me, it made me really want, I really, really more than anything want a super prominent celebrity to just, to go just at fucking it. stand up and then just start spewing all of their pent up rage towards like the Hollywood machine that's just full of like lies who, and like performative activism. Because it has to who be. Who do you see the closest to snapping? Who do you think would snap? Oh, um, because I don't so many know. people don't benefit from it. So yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it has I'm to be not, somebody wealthy enough lane. that can do their own. Um, but because like Pitbull and Rob Schneider, they're I mean they're like famous, but like they're not like it's, it's, they're not influential. They're not. That's what I've been saying since the beginning. The conservative, and I, I don't like the word conservative either. I'm just gonna like um, <laughs> I don't like any of these words. But um, the I don't want to say the right, but I'm gonna say the people who are. And I don't want to say truths. Truth speakers either because it all sounds so cheesy. Because there's but truth everywhere. Yes, but the people who aren't who are willing to call out the clear truth, the clear truth, yeah, are never like people who are really cool or yeah. we deem as cool. Right. You know what I mean. So I guess we're getting to see like I was thinking about that too because. But who do you think would be good? Who would you like to see come out and who would be the most entertaining for you? To just it can't be go crazy, and it would have to be like an actor or a musician because comedians have been pretty. Most comedians are like true comedians are very like measured and they're very like don't care what people say and they get and they're pretty both sides. Qu- yes yes if, mostly most, some mostly. of them not a, not the ones who've like clearly sold like sold out. Amy Schumer is like at Biden's like raising money for him and she's right. in the Manny's commercial and Chelsea the Super Bowl Handler like, yeah totally yeah done. Chelsea Handler is like but I was thinking about that um, I don't know someone like Bradley Cooper I think would be yeah. A good one. Yeah. Super young and still very relevant, and yeah. or even someone as crazy as like Robert De Niro, who's an icon oh and gosh. has been so anti yes. Republican Party. Oh you know? yeah, he hates Trump. But I really do. I really want, want just someone super just famous. I want someone it. super famous to snap and be like, "Y'all are all lying. You don't care about these people. It's all just performative activism." Like it's a charade for sure. It's such a charade, <laughs> and like I'm ready for the jig to be up, but. I was thinking about that too, and I was like, "It's weird how, because like in '80s movies and stuff, like the cool guy, like cool used to be like the people who were like kind of assholes, like you know what I mean, like kind of like the school bullies, like the smoke cigarettes, they like have anger problems, like you know what I mean." Judd Nelson in Breakfast Club. Yeah, type. yeah, like that used to be like the definition of cool used to be like, "Screw you, I'm gonna do what I want," and I'm like, now because the way that they're framing it in like media and television and like the younger generations, I'm like the cool thing is gonna be like to like be an activist. You know what I mean? Like like rom coms are gonna be like, oh, I love this guy. He's at a protest on Friday night. Like, <laughs> and like I'm like it's weird to see the currency of cool kind of like shift, change, and evolve. Yeah, because then it went to like the nerd, the revenge of the nerds after the cool guys. Yes, then it went to yes. The nerds like being cool, and and so now it's the activist. I mean, that's the way that they're trying to paint it and like, but I mean, what's deemed as cool by like movies and things like that has never been actually cool. true. Yeah. <laughs> it's never been true. It's never been real. Yeah. Like, um, but it's just interesting to see how, because it, it imitates culture and how that's what we are all acting like is the coolest thing to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm tired of everyone. I think it would be cool if Robert Downey Jr. did. Oh, Oh, yeah. that's a good one. That's yeah. a really yeah. good one. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. I don't think he would. I don't think he would either, Mm -hmm. but it would be really cool because he's also strikes me as somebody that could handle the storm. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. For sure. What about a female one? I mean, that's... It's a great question. Who would I put for female? Um, And it could be a musician like Lady Gaga or something because they're always wacky. It's got to be... Yeah. It has to be like an actress. No. 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 Someone Um, someone more. It has to be someone American too because she's Israeli. Carmen just wants to go to the Wonder Woman. Yeah, I love yeah. Wonder Woman. I knew you were going to say, I, I knew you were going to say Gal Gadot. Um, who else would be great? It'd be funny if Reese Witherspoon did. <laughs> hey, y'all. Yeah, she's got that sweet voice and she's, she's so tired. So cute and tiny. She's so cute and tiny. I yeah. love her. She's great. She's such and a good actress. And she also is, strikes me as somebody that's really strong, too. Yeah, she does. That's why she started her own. Her Courtney per- Cox would be funny, too. <laughs> I don't know anything about her as a person, though. Yeah. 
I yeah, I have no idea. I feel like I know Reese Witherspoon more personally. <laughs> I mean, I've never met her. Like, one I time I, walked... I grew up with Reese, so yes, no. she and I are like this. <laughs> one, one time I walked by her when she was at a cafe in LA, so we definitely know each other. Yes. But, um... You looked at her ass, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And so, um, yeah, that would be that, that's a really interesting thing. I'll have to think through who I would really. Yeah, me too. But I think Robert Downey Jr. would be the one for me the most. That'd be badass. He's just cool. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Because I want it to be someone like kind of young as well. Oh. Young-ish. Um, and so musician, how about pick one of those? Because we, we went actor for some reason and not musician. I'm not really. I do think Kanye steps out on some stuff, but he's so inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, plus he already like, people are like, oh, he has a mental illness. It's not real. So anything that he said that's not the meta narrative is going to be disregarded as. But that's that's a classic. That's what they do. Yeah. When they oh, yeah. want to discredit somebody, is they start questioning their mental mm-hmm. health. And let me tell you, if you really dig into anybody, you could question their mental health. Oh yeah, none of us are <laughs> none of us are really mentally healthy. <laughs> that's a rarity, and we've somehow like pretended like that's like the norm. But I'm like, nah. It's everyone has weird thoughts and um, proclivities and things like that. But I think that the. I think the red pilling that's going to happen throughout this year is also going to, because you know how like the parties switched technically over um, like the years in history, which I thought it was like an immediate switch. I don't know. <laughs> I was homeschooled most of my life, so I don't know a lot about history. Yeah. Um, and it's, school does a terrible job of teaching history. I don't remember like a single thing I learned about history what, in What is it that you're telling that you didn't know? Like the party switch. I didn't know that the parties even switched until like What do you mean they switched? Like the Republican and Democrat party. Like there was a, there's a switch. I missed that. I don't so, know this either. Because you know how like, the, the Democratic Party used to be like the party of like the KKK and like they didn't. They oh vote, yeah, they yeah. voted against the Civil well, Rights they didn't Act. Switch. They but just. They, but they part of it. They 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 went stealth. Well, no. So they there. There's lots of different theories because some people say it happened slowly. Some people say it happened because of the um, the New Deal after the Great Depression. Um, because who was that president? Was that Lyndon B. Johnson? No. That, no. See, I told y'all I'm really bad at history. <laughs> but um, and so some people say it happened during that, and then some people say it was because of the Industrial Revolution, and that people think the party switched, but it was just that they switched geographically, so it's confusing. However, both sides didn't. I mean, historically, people are assholes pretty much through and through on both sides. It seems to be, but um, that's what it's it's known that there was a, a party switch because, um, like, think about like, the liberals used to be like the party of like free speech, right? Because they were like, because the conservatives were like the church going. Um, very conservatively dressed, like we don't cuss at the table, things like that. And the liberals are the ones who are like, we have armpit hair, we're doing acid at Woodstock, like we can say whatever we want, we can speak truth to power. And that's what I mean is that is switching because now that the con- well, it's got it's like it, how I love how that that saying evil eats itself. Yes, yes, it's, it's gotten so progressive. There's nowhere else to go but to yes, because it's become like do a, the very it, thing that you hate it, because you've yeah. gotten so much power from. From being so progressive, yeah. I also think you it's pretty like much had it with really the initials. By the way, FDR, not LBJ. Oh, okay. But yeah, okay. I think yeah, that's I was what just you're getting. I was just yeah. getting my initials confused. FDR. Um, but sorry, Carmen, I didn't mean to no, interrupt. No, no, that's fine. I I was done. But yeah, I think that we're in the middle of a switch again because what has become the new religion is progressive. Well, like, I wokeism. have. I never thought I would live in an America where there was so much censorship. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah, Amazon started deleting books as well. And and that's where I was just like, I was literally going to just bring that up because I, I saw um, something today. It said Kindle and then it had fire. <laughs> and and they really are removing books mm-hmm. from their platform. The next thing is the books that we have digitally can disappear. Yep. That's why I, that's, I, I, mean, I, literally, I literally a month ago I spent $400 on books. I, I ordered a bunch of them because I was like, I don't know if I'm able to find these. Years Digital book burning. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It was so much easier. That's why I think that people should also start right. If you're learning a bunch of things on Google that you think is really important, start writing them down on paper because those could get scrubbed from the internet as well. Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah, write it yeah. out long. Yeah, and so, which makes me, like, a part, I know this is sick and twisted, but part of me is kind of excited because I miss paper. It took paper. you so long to get dark and twisty. It took me so long <laughs> to get dark and twisty, but y'all, I love I love paper, I love books. I don't think we should have ever strayed too far from that. I know. Because I think becoming reliant on something that's so fragile and so controlled by uh, outside sources is dangerous always. Yes. Um, so I'm really happy that we're bringing books back. Barnes yes. & Noble's back, baby. I love it. Um, but also bookshop.org bookshop.org is where I order all my books from because I don't want to order them from Amazon because they are slowly 
um, trying to suffocate all the small businesses in this world. Slow. Um, they've already done it. So bookshop.org, it donates. Like, you can order from them, and it's from, like, a bookshop in New York, I think. So cool. Or you can order, but it also has a database. You can type in your zip code. It'll show you all the local small-owned bookstores might in your it. area. And 10 to 20% of your order, 20% of it goes to supporting um, struggling shops. independent bookshops oh, that have closed down. That. So like mine, like I think like 33 or 43 of whatever I spent went to that. And they actually show like them going to like the people and giving them money and helping them out. That's so, so cool. Do you remember yeah. when we lived in Beaver Creek, the little bookstore that we used to go to? It was Barely. so amazing. It was tiny. Mm. I don't know how they fit so much in every corner. And uh, they had so many... It was my favorite bookstore in the world. Well, there was also one in Aspen that was really cool because it was like a little tea house. Yeah. And it was like two two stories. And to me, that's like the old time bookstore, you know. Yeah. Like a little homey place with like one person that works but there. But I have a question for you. After, mm -hmm. after going through the polar vortex and seeing... <laughs> Um, people got caught with their pants down mm -hmm. because some people didn't have water. Some people didn't have any backup plan at all. I was we, one of those people. We <laughs> did. She and I were, were very ready. Um, um, the only thing that, you know, we, we didn't think through was storms coming. You know, we had tons of water, but if we didn't have water, we should have like filled up the bathtub or, yes, you yeah. know, done whatever. And I really think it's an important thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. I think that people need to understand there's ways that you can, you know, really prepare for this kind of stuff without becoming a, you know, somebody that lives is in fear, a prepper that, yeah. yes. And, and so what was your, what was your greatest lesson? Mine was get, make sure that there's a way to have lots of water ahead of time. Oh, it just made me want my own whole system. I like, I want my own water, yeah. my own electric. <laughs> yeah. It really just made me want everything on my own. Yeah. Which um, is which is good too, and and so th there's there's things that we can do to be prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things is you can go get portable heaters that run on propane. Yeah, and there's actually ones that are safe for inside a house, and they're 100 percent no carbon monoxide. Um, these are and they're not expensive. Mm -hmm. Those are the type of things that, you know, if you have an elderly family member or somebody that you're concerned about. My dad was without um, electricity for, you know, 12 hours. His house got down to like the 40s and he's 80 years old. Um, but he's an ex-Marine and he's like yeah. super proud of himself and, you know, <laughs> refused like, to leave this. the house yeah. and everybody else left but him, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, to if you have a family member the fact that you could you could purchase something for such a low price that could give them comfort. Why wouldn't you do it? Mm -hmm. You know, you're not being paranoid. You're not being, um, you're not creating you know devastation and fear in your family. You're actually booing them for an emergency. Yeah. And then the other thing too is we were ready with flashlights and batteries, but we didn't anticipate so many days. Yeah, we need a more. We also need more flashlights. Like. I like I like I'm like I would I would like to have like those lanterns that are flashlights but like yeah. lantern style because you would want to be able to place them around because I didn't like having to bring the flashlight literally everywhere I went. Yeah, remind me to tell you guys like there's two that we got on Amazon lanterns that are really great. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, because I need we need those we need the big bright lanterns. Yeah, and um and then two to realize okay if you don't have heat and you don't have water then a lot of the food source that we were thinking we could have, and we didn't have a problem because we didn't we have, yeah, but so it made me food. realize that if it did go out for five days, that we could have had, we would have still had enough food, but we were thinking we'd have water. Mm -hmm. And so to have some tiny, like they have those sterno lamps that you can cook on um, yeah. for, for catering, to have a couple of those around so you could boil water, mm -hmm. Um, or a I'll, small generator that you can plug an appliance into. or Yeah, like the, the battery that you can get from AutoZone and do a, an inverter. Um, but also, you know, if you can't, you can't cook rice or beans if, if you don't have water. Yeah. And so, um, or heat. So you make sure you can do all of those things so that you can eat. And, and, and I'm like um, way into having more in case somebody else needs it too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, anybody, anybody that has means, you know, if you have ways to to protect or to help people, mm -hmm. go do it. Get extra water. Get extra food. Make sure your neighbors are okay. I agree. Anything I else agree. that you learned? Um, well, it really made me, because I've been thinking about this for the past few months, and we're going to see a huge boom in that type of 
career where because like it used to be common knowledge to you know make your own clothes to grow your own right. food to have your own water and or now build something yes building these these are becoming so sparse that it's going to be the next i the next high paying luxury jobs are going to be things like homesteading and knowing people all that this know shit how to do people, it. yes because the rich people who don't know any of this are going to panic and going to hire people to figure it out yeah. for them you know what i mean <laughs> you're right so um so I think it's going to be interesting. A lot of the this is what's so funny about you can't ever rely on one thing to supply you like money. Like you could you could be in college for like the super high paying job, and then things in the world could just hit the fan. And two years later, people just need people who know how to right. grow gardens. You know right. what I mean? But I think it's a good wake up call for how far we've come from our basic instincts and our self reliance. Because that was like when COVID happened, and they were talking about how like in major cities like New York and places like that. 80 to 85 percent of the food is brought in on trucks daily yeah you are so reliant yes. on an outside source i and that, shared that information you told me yeah. yeah so it made me realize that and so we're at the end of the hour yes. and we aren't doing the why'd you tweet that yes. because carly is taking a social media break okay or yes. maybe permanently no, so no tweets. what are we doing this time instead? well i was gonna so i wanted oh, wait, to wait we have to give it a pause <laughs> we'll introduce it first and then do your pause. Well, okay, so I want to start, but today I want to tell a funny story instead. Because I want to, so, because I haven't taken my break from social media yet. Because honestly, I love being on social media when there's giant crises happening. <laughs> like when there's earthquakes in California, Twitter's the best place to be. When there's polar vortex in Texas, Twitter, when your Wi Fi is working for those three minutes out of the yeah. day, it's the best place to be. There's so. a lot of funny stuff. It was just so funny. The memes, I was like, I live for this. I love when there's like this giant commotion and everyone comes to, to Twitter yeah. to talk about it. It feels like a big group chat. Yeah. So I haven't taken my break yet, but I'm going to. But what I want to do is replace that with, because um, my goal is to read one book a week this year or 50 books for the year. Mm -hmm. And so I want to replace that with whatever book I read that week and talk about it because yeah. that's what I'm going to replace my time on my phone with. So I figured we could replace it here with that. Although I did have a very funny tweet this past week. Okay. So you should just follow me on Twitter. <laughs> And then when I come back out of my hibernation, I'll be back. Um, All right. So, uh, but I don't want to start what that section. Are we on? Okay, but wait. So we'll start. Why? Why did you read that? <laughs> but we don't. I don't, don't, don't want to. We'll call it that. We'll call it. Why did you, you read that? Okay. But I don't want to start that this week because I wanted to tell a really funny story. Okay. We never talked about how you locked me out of the house for four and a half hours. Not during <laughs> the polar vortex. Not during the polar vortex. So. <laughs> Why do you want to talk about that? Because it's funny. Okay. Um, so it, I was, It's not funny to me. Why? I'm I was intrigued. fine. I, I was totally fine. I, I wasn't mad at you at all. It was, it was totally a mistake. It was an innocent mistake. And I totally, I've done it before because I've locked you out of the apartment. Like when we lived in our apartment and you get home, you lock the door, you don't think about it and you like come knocking. So it's, it's the same thing as that. Um, but I, I didn't sit out there for four hours. Can I tell? Can I tell? Yeah, you okay. can tell. I don't care. So I was in the backyard because I had just woken up. I wanted to do like grounding where you just like lay out in the grass outside. It's good for your soul. And um, you came out because you're going. I was on the phone. You're on the phone and you're going to Arlington, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, hey, bye. I love you. And so I was like, okay, good. She knows I'm out here. So she's not going to lock the back door <laughs> because she just said goodbye to me and she sees that I'm outside so i lay in the sunshine for another like 20 minutes and i started to get kind of cold because it was sunny but it was really it was 51 degrees yeah and it was really windy and yeah. i was wearing one of my pajama sets and luckily i brought a jacket thank god to you had my on. north face jacket and i was wearing socks and crocs and <laughs> i i go socks and crocs and I, was, and I hadn't eaten i hadn't had my coffee i hadn't done anything and i like go to open the door to get back inside and i realized that it is it's locked and i have absolutely no way of getting in and here's the worst part i didn't have my phone so I couldn't call anyone to tell anyone that I was locked outside of my house. <sighs> and I knew that you were going to an appointment that would take like an a, hour, like two, an hour and a half. Right. Cause it was, Oh yeah. It was yeah, an hour and a half. It was an hour and a half. Yep. And then it's a long drive back. So I was like, I'm going to be here for like for three hours, three or four hours. But then I was really afraid that you would go do something after Which that. Which I did. If I didn't get <laughs> so, so I was going to walk to the local Walgreens. Which is a really short walk from where we live, but yeah. um, but I didn't have a mask and I didn't want to like sit there waiting the whole time either, yeah. and so I just waited. I just went on a walk she in our neighborhood. She looked like a homeless person sitting I mean, in the literally. front of my house. So when that's I pulled up. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> but I I went on a walk in the neighborhood and I, and I found these like older ladies who were walking their dogs and I was like, this is a nice person to approach to ask to use their phone to call yeah. my mom. Um, which in that moment I was thankful to be a small woman because if you're a man <laughs> in that situation, yeah. like people are so much Stay more, like, Whoa, away, what do you, what do you want <laughs> what from are you me? Doing? But, um, 
And so I used their phone to call you and I left you a voicemail message. So I was like, at least she knows. And so then I went on two long walks to kill the time. And then it was really cold. And the warmest places are right in our Front. In front of our front door, where the sun was shining, yeah, the sun and shines and it's blocked, blocked by the wind. wind. Yeah, and there was this giant package that we had, and so I just used my jacket and I had the pillow, and I slept behind the package just to keep it kind of covered. So you could literally only see, you could only see like <laughs> Your legs, my legs, and like my like Hello Kitty socks poking <laughs> out, right? And yeah. I look like a child because I'm literally curled up in front of the front door, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and then I start to hear these voices, and I pop up, and there's this couple like in our driveway. They're like, "Are you?" Okay. <laughs> They're like, is someone dead? People in our neighborhood don't do this. I know. And I, so I had to explain to them. You don't like, even have a bench to sit on, dear. No. <laughs> I literally was like, I look like a heroin addict that's like trying to like beg their mom to let them in again. Because <laughs> yeah. I looked terrible. You I looked like terrible. You, were, you just made it to the door and that was as far as you could go. I know. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. I'm so sorry. I know. But it was really funny. And I was like, then the bad part was I didn't listen to my messages. <laughs> <laughs> I went straight to get gas, and then I ran to go get your lunch, and um, that was the good news: is you got boba. I got I got my you boba, got boba tea and, and the pho. best pho in the world. It's the best pho in the world. Sprouts. What's Sprouts, it called? Pho and, and spring roll, roll. in Ar- in Arlington. Literally the best pho ever. And asks for Michael. He's the best. He's, we love if you Michael. ever go there, I swear the food is so good. It is really good. Um, so we're done. So we're done. Thank that was you. our. That was our. Um, stay suspicious. Yes. <laughs> stay suspicious. Get a generator. <laughs> Prepare for the worst, but live happy. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs>